What do you say to people who need encouragement in the midst of trials and tribulations? What would be a helpful word to a community, to a, a nation, a people that feels burdened, stressed out, anxious? Those feel like really pertinent questions for this week, right? We continue in this long season of a global pandemic. We keep hoping we've turned the corner. But I think this pandemic is a lot stronger than those hopes. We're also on pins and needles about a presidential election this week. There's good reason to wonder if the very fabric of our society is in peril. Election worries, foreign interference, uncertainty about when we might know the results, possible violence and unrest afterward. All of this causes so much stress and anxiety. And we all have other circumstances and issues that burden us. We continue with racial and economic challenges. We continue with protests in the streets because of police killings. We continue with our own personal heavy hearts. Some of us worries about loved ones and more. Most scholars agree that the letters of Peter near the back of the New Testament were written near the end of the first century as Christian communities were emerging in various places around the Mediterranean region. Peter, prominent disciple of Jesus, writes these letters to encourage the early church with their specific trials and tribulations, their perils and their anxieties. Listen now to the opening words of 1 Peter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen and destined by God the Father and sanctified by the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood, may grace and peace be yours in abundance. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have to suffer various trials so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you, did not, you do not see him now, you believe in him. And you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
do you sense the encouragement, the grace that Peter seeks to offer those who are facing trials and tribulations, persecutions and peril? Peter is basically telling them who they are and what it means for their lives, even in the midst of difficult times. Peter uses vivid spatial language. Notice his words, chosen. That is powerful. Think about that. Chosen. That means loved and selected and special to God. Is there anything more important to hear about our lives? Life may be full of peril, but our lives matter very much to God who knows us and loves us. And that news is meant to change us and changes everything about us. And then destined. Your life has a certain direction, a destiny. That destiny, no matter what happens, no matter what comes our way, involves God and God's caring presence. Nothing can separate us from God's love. Not anything in all creation. We have a destiny. And then sanctified. That's our word for today. It means set apart. Set apart, and then it gives us the word saint. Saints are people who seek to live into the truth that they're God's people and that their life is about living for God, chosen and destined to live a certain way with and for God. Sanctified and saint mean our lives seek to have a certain shape, uh, a certain focus to them. We seek to become the kind of people that Jesus teaches us to be loving and kind, joyful and justice-seeking, who trust God and promote God's purposes always. That's who we are. That's what we do. However, living as people set apart, living as sanctified, living as saints carries huge challenges for sure because, well, because the trials and the tribulations can be real and they all always come our way. It seems that there are really three different kinds of trials that come our way, that threaten us, that cause us to stumble, that make life very hard. Think about this. First, there are trials and tribulations that simply emerge in our lives. We were going along with life and then boom, we get the diagnosis that sets a new course for us. Or maybe it's not a diagnosis, maybe it's an unexpected accident or an event or a loss. We live in a dangerous world and bad things happen. It's not our doing, but we find ourselves in a new crisis that demands our attention and probably resets our life. Life includes trials and tribulations. God's presence and promises and care do not protect us from that. Bad stuff happens to all of us. Second, there are trials and tribulations that we absolutely bring upon ourselves. We often make bad decisions that bring us harm and difficulty. We can participate in stupid activities and make a mess for ourselves or our loved ones. 
our actions, sometimes our inactions, can contribute to increased challenges for ourselves, for our health, for our wholeness, for our daily life, for our ability to live well in the world. Life can be difficult enough, then bad decisions can make it so much worse. And then third, life can get more difficult and more disastrous by the things that we do to each other. If a few people keep hoarding wealth and resources, well, life is much worse for others. If we do not address systemic issues of racial injustice, for example, or climate change, a whole portion of the population struggles and remains much more vulnerable. If we are more intent on preserving our gun culture, for example, well, then we have much more violence in our society. And if we're rude and unkind and harsh and cruel and aggressive and selfish, well, life gets worse for us and certainly for others. This journey as God's people, well, it's just that. It's a, it's a journey, a long journey, the process of being sanctified, set apart, nurtured as God's people. It lasts all of our lifetimes. That journey includes losses and struggles. It, it includes tribulation and peril. But as Peter reminds us, we're always held by God. We have a destiny. We have been given a living hope, he says. He uses the words, given an inheritance that is imperishable and undefiled. All these affirmations are God's promises, truths about our lives because of God's goodness and care. This identity is meant to shape how we live, especially how we live in the midst of trials and tribulations. So to be sanctified, to be called saints, does not mean we're pious or especially perfect. It reminds us who is at work in our lives, our very lives, our society, our world, God, and God's abiding love in Jesus Christ are always around us, supporting us, encouraging us. Sanctified means God's Spirit surrounds us and sustains us in all times and places. Sanctified means we live with God. We live with God, even in the midst of trials and uncertainties and tribulations. And we seek to become the kind of people Jesus teaches us to be, covered in God's love and serving God in all things. Karl Barth was a prominent theologian of the last century, and Karl Barth depicts as well as anyone, I think, what being sanctified actually looks like. Here's his image. Imagine yourself in the corner of a very dark room, and you're not just in the corner. You're hunched up in the corner, maybe head down between your knees, perhaps even in a fetal position. And Bart says that being sanctified looks like this. The door of that dark room opens. 
and the light begins to come into that room and change everything about that setting around you. More than that, it's not just that the light comes in. The Spirit of God actually enters the room and God's Spirit, God's strength comes right over to you, hunched up and head down in the corner and comes over to you and doesn't just say, get up. The Spirit of God actually reaches and helps you up, lifts you up, and with kindness and care guides you to the light and out, going with you every step of the way. That is Karl Barth's picture of what sanctified looks like. It's all God opening the door to our darkness, coming in, helping us out, guiding us along the way, going with us always and forever so we can live and do as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, sanctified. Life is full of trials and life is full of tribulations, but we are chosen and destined and given a hope and an inheritance the power of God even unto salvation Peter says this is Peter's whole point this intends to frame our lives even in a pandemic frame our lives even as we face a chaotic election or struggling with any manner of things that come our way, we, friends, live our lives with and for God. We keep seeking to become the kind of people Jesus teaches us to be, doing justice, loving kindness, walking humbly with God. Never is God not working in us. Never is God not working on us. Never is God not walking with us, moving us closer to the peace and the promises and the possibilities of God, to light and hope and freedom. Today is All Saints Day. We celebrate those who've gone before us, run their race, live their faith. We sing for all the saints, and then we seek to devote our lives to living faithfully as sanctified as saints, God's people, doing the things that God calls us to do. We have to see and we have to sense beyond the trials and the tribulations that are ours and trust God with our very lives. We have to be willing to become a bit uncomfortable so that we can struggle with the important things that God is calling us to do and be about for God's better plans for us. And for the world. And we have to keep stepping up against injustices, against cultural temptations, against slothfulness. God is at work in us. We're in the process always of being sanctified. The great poet Mary Oliver has a little poem called Roses. It goes like this. Wild roses, I said to them one morning. Do you have the answers? And if you do, would you tell me? The roses laughed softly. Forgive us, they said. But as you can see, we are just now entirely busy being roses. 
what if in the good news of the gospel, what if in the news of our destiny with God, what if in the news that we're being sanctified always as saints, we could be entirely busy just striving to be God's trusting, loving, serving people today, tomorrow, forever. This is who Jesus teaches us to be. God is always at work in life and in the world for good things. God is certainly at work in our lives sanctified. We busy ourselves with loving and serving God. Let's keep going that way together. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, cover us with your presence and strength. Carry us to the light and keep blessing us, O God, to be a blessing in the world following Jesus. Amen.